Welcome to Blissful Living. I am your host, Rochelle Lawson, the queen of feeling fabulous. And today I would like to ask you a question. How many of you have been stressed to the max, but didn't know an appropriate way to express your stress? Better yet, what we're going to do today uh, with my special guest is we're going to dig deep into how you can utilize stress in an effective and appropriate way through the expression of expressing your stress through music. Today's guest is Christopher Lawson, recent college graduate with honors, music producer, performer, and co-owner and co-founder of Mint Condition, a hip-hop clothing line. And we're just going to get started, and I'd like to say welcome to the show, Christopher. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me this wonderful evening. Well, um, thank you for being a guest. And I'm just going to um, ask that you speak up just a little bit louder so that our guest um, and our listeners can hear you, because I know we have some very uh, important information that is going to help a lot of people. And what's um, unique about the information is um, I bet you the majority of people, they do this every day and they don't really realize some of the things of how music is related to um, an expression of stress. And so without further ado, I just want to ask you, Christopher, you, you seem to have had a lot going on. I know um, that you went to college uh, on an academic and athletic scholarship, and music has been a part of your life. And so when did you first uh, get into music, or when did music first come into your life? I would say that music, it personally, it first came into my life at a young age just because um I've always been a very soft-spoken and shy person, so music was sort of a way, you know, where I could uh, I learned to express my feelings, you know, basically vent to not actually a physical person, but just something, a way for me to, like, you know, get stuff off my chest. So that's when I, I probably first became attracted to, like, just the idea of music, just trying to do music probably around a uh, very young age, maybe like 12, 12 or 11 is when I first started. Okay, now have you had ever had any experiences with playing any musical instruments or things of that nature? Oh yeah, of course. Um, when I, I I think I started playing a musical instrument around like third grade. I used to play the piano, and then um, over time I kind of got away from it. Just you know, growing up as a young man, you know, you want to play sports. You you know, you don't really want to go down that route. But uh, as I matured, uh, I learned to teach myself like uh, the gu guitar. And just, you know, just mess around with the piano also again, just because as I, you know, rediscovered that my, my love for music, I, I became more, you know, attracted to the idea of learning how to play instruments. And I, I just wanted to teach myself, you know, just something, something I could practice on, you know, as a hobby when I was younger. Hmm. So now, how has your experience with music benefited you in your life? Uh, it's definitely been a stress reliever so much. I used to have so much stress built up in me, like personally, like, and I've always been like a, I've been very, I've always had struggle with communicating with people. So music for me was a way to help me balance my stress, the stress of life, you know, where I felt like, you know, certain, I, I felt like I couldn't really communicate with no one on certain subjects. So I, I basically learned, you know, to communicate my stress through music and I use it as a stress a reliever. And, like, through all aspects of my life, you know, it's been, like, as a young man, you know, going through a lot of different things and just moving around, dealing with a lot of, uh, of the, the things that life throws at you as you're growing up. So that's where I basically learned to channel my stress and, like, express it through my music. Now, now, when you, I know you, I know you went off to, um, you know, college as an athlete and you uh, also uh, excelled in academics. Do you think that going off to college, um, and I know you went off to college at a pretty young age, at about 17, do you think that going off to college, because you, you left, um, you know, your home base, which is California, and relocated into an area that you had not been familiar with as far as living and the people and things of that nature, uh, being at, at such a faraway distance from home and um, being so young going off to college and um 
how do you think that um, music helped you to deal with those challenges that were really all new to you at the time? Um, it basically just, it gave me a sense like of in, in my inner self, like, you know, if I, I was dealing with certain different situations at the time, but, you know, usually people listen to music because of, you know, it's something more, it makes them feel more comfortable and it gives them a feeling of comfort, you know, just because uh, you could listen to certain songs or certain musical compositions, which actually, you know, even though there might not be any words or lyrics involved in the actual songs, but, like, the instruments can speak to your mood, your, your feelings. So when I was away, like, some of the music that I would listen to was just stuff to help me, you know, to help me keep my head up, you know, help me, you know, every just help me understand, like, that life, you know, this is part of life, you know, not everything is a smooth ride, so... That's just one of the big, the biggest impacts music had on, had on my life at that time. Now, I know today a lot of um, young people, and, and just for the listening audience, um, Christopher is 21 um, and has accomplished, accomplished quite a bit in his young age. Um, I know today that a lot of young people tend to be more physical with the expression of their stress with regards to, uh, you know, getting in altercations with other people and, you know, physical violence and, you know, uh, shooting and gangs and all, things of that nature. Do you think that um, if music is a universal uh, tool that we can use, do you think that possibly um, some of these some of these uh, physical altercations and things that we see happening in our society today could be maybe go a different way in a more positive light if there was more maybe positiveness associated with music. Yeah, I definitely agree that it could help avoid like a lot of physical altercations. But it it also you know it it depends on that that person individually what they like to listen to you know a lot of not all music is uh you know really portrays positive energy it's a lot of negativity and also music because there's there's a lot of negativity in life you know so I definitely think though that the, if you listen to some music that comes with positive energy it'll it'll help you personally as an individual want to you know kind of shy away from those uh physical altercations and you'll really definitely take another route because you'll learn to control you know it teaches you uh self control a little bit because it's something to kind of humble you you know kind of um uh, it's like you know it kind of relaxes you like for certain people deal with stress in a lot of different uh you know ways some people smoke cigarettes and stuff so music is kind of like you know one of those stress relievers that if, That's you, if you use it to your you know if you use it for the right thing if you could use it you know music is if you use it to your benefit of course you're gonna you know you're gonna benefit from it so right i know that um sometimes in in hospital wards where they have uh, you know terminally ill patients they will play you know some form of music uh, and this is more in, I'm not going to say the majority of the hospital today, but more in an integrative setting where, you know, it's all about healing and, and trying to help the person to live the best life that they could possibly live and get better and rejuvenate themselves. So um, I know that a lot of hospitals now play like some type of soothing music. Um, sometimes it might be a little bit more upbeat, depending on the status and the condition of the patients. So I know that music definitely has positive energy and can bring positivity um, through its vibrations to, you know, our bodies, our minds, our spirits. But I want to ask you, because this is really intriguing for me, as so many young people today relate to the world through the music that they listen to, and sometimes music or individuals or just societies, communities can be closed-minded with regards to the type of music they listen to. Do you feel, um, and I know we touched this, you, you do feel that music can be used as a, a positive way to express stress um, through just being able to express yourself on and whether it's playing an instrument or whether it's writing lyrics to a song that really expresses how you feel, it's a positive, positive way versus going um, the other route, which is physical uh, and violent, correct? Yes. Now, do you feel that music, the music artists 
um, of today utilize music as a way to express the stresses of today's society, or do you think they utilize it as a way uh, to reflect what's happened in our society, or both? Mm, that's a that's a tough one because uh, it's true on some aspects, and some aspects it you know it doesn't really apply to. Like it it, it all depends on the individual artist because you know. A lot of the stuff that's like mainstream music is it's all like music is very like a very political industry, you know sometimes the songs that really uplift i say uplift society and like you know the generation that is aimed towards sometimes other the songs that get shelved and they really don't allow people to hear so it all it all depends on you know the genre and the venue you know the the underground offers a certain you know a numerous amount of um uh, angles in which artists, you know, talk about stuff that's, you know, that they're currently that people in society can actually relate to. And then, of course, there's always that mainstream that, you know, it kind of is, it kind of paints like more of to like our generation and society, a, a kind of a, like a dream world, like a, like a life that we would like to live, but we don't really relate to because, we, you know, nobody... Of course, as as a young adult, is going to have be driving around in a Bentley or you know have spending millions and stuff. You know, especially a college graduate. You know, you're 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 struggling still. You're grinding out there. So it all depends. You know, really, what the aim is, uh, where and what uh what actual like platform of like music that you're listening to. You know, so. I see. So, um, so basically, it could be both. I mean, it could be, you know, um. It can be utilized an expression, which I, I think you, I picked up from you when you said in the underground um, music scene, it's a freedom of it's a freedom. It's a you can do what you want to do, be who you want to be, and express it how you want to through your music. Whereas in mainstream, it's more political. It's more reflective, and I wouldn't really say reflective of society, but rather what they want society to reflect. And when I say they, I mean those in charge of promoting and distribution and getting the artist music out there. It's really what it's almost like they try to dictate to society. This is what you, we want you to think right now, even though it may not be realistic. You know, we want you to think this way right now because this is what we feel is hot and this is what we feel that you need to listen to. Right. Yes, definitely. They definitely. They're definitely like you know they're trying to set the trends for the youth. That's how you know when you when you think of music on a mainstream level, it's a, you got to think of it as a business because that's what it's all about. When it gets to that point, it's all about money. So they're trying to set trends because you know the, the trends that they said they could always make money in other avenues off of those trends that they said. And you know everything is money, you know run by money. So and everything is always an attempt to make more money. So that's like one of the downsides to that that side of the music industry. Yeah, it's just too bad that um, they don't see the positive aspect with regards to utilizing music in a positive way in uh, subliminally promoting positive messages to our youth today. Maybe if they did that and took that avenue, um, they would realize that there's still a tremendous amount of money to be made in the positive realm as well. But right now, what sells most and what sells best is negativity because that draws attention to everything. And it's just not in the music industry. It's also in mainstream media as well. I mean, you turn on the TV today and you look at the news, There's you won't find a positive story in all the thousands of stories of negativity that we have going on. You won't find a positive, maybe one, but there's a thousand of, you know, negative stories that they just tend to promote and focus and harbor on and run day after day and week after week. And, you know, and it just becomes a little bit too much. So it's nice to see that, you know, there are some young people out there that really truly do understand what it's all about and are striving forward with their own goals and their own determination and perseverance to make um, the society we live in today a better place. And a lot of that is happening through the expression of music, even though, even though it's not in the forefront and we just don't see it. Those involved do know that it is happening. Um, so that, that leads me to, I want you to describe a scenario in which, um, the utilization of music has made the outcome better for you. 
are, are, are better if you've been a witness to something, if you've had a personal experience. And I know you kind of talked about that a little while ago with regards to when you went off to college and how, you know, being in a whole different environment was stressful, to say the least. Um, and you utilized music um, as a positive way to benefit you versus acting out. Is there any other way that you can um, tell the audience how the utilization of music has made um, the outcome better? Um, I would say, like, personally for me, um, it would have to be, like, you know, just let me give you some background. Like, you know, in general, like, just when I have uh, relationships personally, like, with females, um, you know, a lot of times, you know, um, um, like, you ha you get the stereotype that a man is not supposed to be in touch with his feelings. And that's, and that's uh, you know, that's difficult when you have to deal with those stereotypes because it, it's a... Uh, it's like it's a it's a like a balance like you're trying to balance it as a man like okay I I don't want to express too much because I don't want to be seen as I don't want to be in that stereotype as that feminine like that sensitive but you know some some things like men really do have to deal with so like a personal situation of mine would have to be or a scenario would just be like I I would turn some of like you know the situations that I felt strongly about some of the women that I've you know come into contact with in my lifetime. And I guess in a way of me not actually saying it personally to them, I would just say it through the music to help the situation, and then I could just play the song for, and then I wouldn't feel like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't feel like I'm being too sensitive, because I would be like, it's a music, it's an expression of me, it's just through the music, so you know, I could add certain feelings, and that that always helped, that always made the outcome better for me personally, just because I'm not a very social person when it comes to that, you know, I'm very reserved, so. That's one of the personal situations that where I, I felt like it um, music definitely made the, the outcome much better. So. so, so what you're saying is, is what I'm hearing is, guys are sensitive. Ladies, I want you to listen up. Guys are sensitive, um, but because society has put such stereotypes on guys, um, a lot of them do not express their sensitivity or their feelings because you're not supposed to, according to society. Um, to do that or else you're weak or, you know, label or some, some other negative label might be put on you. Um, but a way that guys do, or you have utilized music as, as a way to express your sensitivity and your feelings through the lyrics you compose and then to compose the song and actually play it for the individual. That speaks volumes. I mean, you know, how many... How many guys out there have thought of that? And even if you can't write lyrics or that's not your talent, you definitely have songs that you've listened to that speak to the heart of the person you're trying to communicate with, but you might be afraid to, that you can play and have these people listen to the songs and generally get the same message and still be sensitive and caring and with feelings, but not be labeled as that in society. So that's really great to hear and great for people young and old, you know, men and women to, to hear because, um, so many times we get labels put on us for how we are and, and it doesn't allow us to be our authentic, our, our true authentic self. Yeah. That's definitely one of the problems, you know, in the society today, people tend to follow trends very, they, they just grab onto them and they follow them like very rapidly. So like, you know, the idea of a man, you know, you 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 get this, you paint this picture of a man that's supposed to be manly in all aspects and, you know, all hours of the day because that's just what a man's supposed to do. But, like, you know, there's definitely, like, I've had a lot of a lot of people that listen to my music tell me, like, you know, it spoke their situation also and they've used it, you know. They've dedicated to girls in certain situations and it's helped them a lot. Like, you know, on, I, I, I hear this, I just recently heard this yesterday, so... I, you know, it's that's how you know. Like you know, men, men have feelings too. They just, you know, you you just get into this, you just get into the stereotype. You know, it, it's a tough. It's always hard to break stereotypes. You know, on any on any level. So yeah, that that's very true. It it really is um, hard to break stereotypes once they've been put placed upon. You know, a, a community or a race or society in general. Um, to break it is it's almost impossible. How would you say the music expression of um, the stressful times that we we're 
how would you say that the music expression of the stressful times that were happening in the 60s, or let me rephrase the question, how would you say that the music that was expressed during the 60s, which was a very stressful time, you know, we had the Vietnam War going on, we had the civil rights movement going on, we had assassinations taking place. Um, how would you say that music compares to the stresses that our society is facing today? You know, we have war going on today. You know, we have a high unemployment uh, situation. We have a capitalistic society that, you know, where the rich are thinking about increasing their wealth and not really caring about the poor. And the poor are just thinking about how are they going to eat and struggle to make it to the next day. Um, how would you compare the music to the 60s with regards to the music of today? I would say that it's actually, it's more broad. Because... I think way before your time, but, you know, um, I know as a person that, like you, have, that have studied music or have been involved in music, you know, the Beatles and all that kind of stuff, all those kind of groups surfaced in the 60s, Marvin Gaye, um, you know, so... So tell me a little bit about your thoughts with regards to that. I think that personally, the music music as itself, the platform has increased so much from the 60s. So it, it's given, the topics are a little broader. Just because in the 60s, the only way that you could really listen to music is, you know, through the radio or you would have to watch, you know, concerts of these certain artists who was funded by, you know, major labels. But since more now today that technology has offered where, like, anybody can make music and speak on a certain subject whenever they feel like it. They don't need and just upload it to the Internet, and that's that's their voice out there. So I feel like music now, it could speak, it speaks on, a, you know, a little more different labels because they don't really know, you know, there's people that's out there that, you know, they do it for the love, and they just, some certain, you know, certain subjects, like, you know, with uh, what's going on in the political race or, you know, just what's going on in society, like, people are allowed, like, other people are, are now have this lane in which they could speak, you know, have to voice their opinion to whoever they want to, thanks to the Internet. And that's what I feel like one of the biggest changes is because, you know, although like in the 60s there would be a lot of problems and the music would speak through it, you know, it didn't have a platform, it doesn't have the platforms, it didn't have the platforms available that it does now. Therefore, like you could reach more of a broader audience, you know, and uh, there could be people that don't really know anything about what's going on in America that could listen to a song where you're talking about the political race and understand, you know, really what's what's going on in America from some, a citizen, you know, instead of just from a big-time artist. I understand what you're saying. I see what you're saying. At first I was like, I'm not, you know, I wasn't on cue, but with regards to the platforms, yeah, back in the 60s, you know, a song was recorded in, say, the United States. It may have not gotten over to Europe for maybe six, five, six, seven months, you know, especially if it was hot, it may have gotten there a little faster, but there was still this delay in the messages through the music that was being conveyed to the people that, you know, it took, it was a process to get there. Today, um, a song is released and instantly throughout the world, people have access to it. So if there's a song release that is about what's going on with regards to politics or capitalism in our society or whatever violence, um, you know, we've had some uh, very large episodes uh, within the last few years of, you know, people getting killed, you know, from gun violence and things of that nature. A song that expresses that can be heard instantly, whereas back in the 60s, it would take some time. So I think, yeah, when you say that, that has changed our society and has made things, um, you know, definitely uh, a lot more accessible in a faster way. But do you think that the expression of the message back in the 60s through the music, whether it was the big artist or the, the smaller artist, um, is as expressive as the music today? Or do you think that the music today is not as expressive as, it sh as the music of the 60s because of the constraints with regards to... Uh, the politics played in, in the industry today? I would actually say that maybe that the music today is a little actually more expressive just because um, people are starting to use that, uh, you know, their, their right of freedom of speech a little more. And, you know, they're trying to extend that to a certain extent. 
Right. So I think that it is a little more expressive just because, you know, the generation of today, they're, they're a little more rebellious. So they kind of want to push the envelope, not saying that in the 60s they weren't. But, you know, in, you know as you've seen, like, the youth today, they, you know, the, the, it's, it's, it has, like, a little more of a, it's, it's a little more expressive of emotion. And because, like, you know, just the language that they use, and, you know, back in the 60s, they wouldn't really use a lot of profanity just because of, you know, certain restrictions or whatever. So now people are, you know, their voice, their opinion, in a more more of an emotional, enraged way now, I would say. Oh, yeah, I, I got you. It, it, that, yeah, that totally ties it up, sums it up for me and helps our um, listeners to understand um, that there are some similarities, even though platforms may be different. There are some similarities as well as differences with uh, how things were then and how things are now and how they are being expressed through our music. Have you have you used music? Um, let me rephrase this question. When you write your lyrics, are they generally about an incident that happened in your life or are they about you know, something you want to happen, such as a dream or a fantasy, or is it a little bit of both? I would say it's a little bit of both just because, it, you know, it all really depends on the mood. Sometimes it could be an incident that's happened to me or happened to somebody I know, something I've seen. You know, I'm very analytical of certain situations and the scenarios around me. So sometimes I voice, you know, just what I see, in a, you know, through having a conversation with somebody kind of gives me inspiration to kind of speak on something because people have asked me if I could make songs about certain situations that they're currently going through just because they don't feel that they actually possess the skill to do it. So, I, you know, I will make songs to speak through it if they, you know, give me the background information or do a con- um, just a simple conversation, so... Now, now the songs, and I'm sorry, to, I, I just that just really piqued my curiosity. The songs that people have asked you to make for them, and you do it, and then you give it to them, or you let them listen to it, and they play it. Have you got any feedback with regards to does that help them to release or express some of the stress that they may have been holding in prior to writing the song with regards to the situation they're in? Yes, it, it gives them a feeling of comfort because, you know, a lot of people, when they come to me, they're, they're, you know, they come with the situation and, they you know, with whatever they're go- currently going through, and it, it stresses them a lot. So when they have me make a song for them, it gives them something to listen to. It, it gives them my perspective on how I, you know, I view the situation. And, you know, I also put my little twist in it, just a bias, you know. Right. Just some, so it, it gives them the feeling of comfort, like, okay, somebody understands what I'm going through. Even though they asked me, or it might have just been a conversation, but they, at least, like, you know, I took time to do it for them, so. Right. It gives them just a feeling of understand, understanding, like, oh, somebody else out there understands me, and I, I don't feel so alone. You know, like, the stress, I'm not the only one in the world that's ever gone through this kind of situation. Like, there's, there's people that can relate to you, just have to, you know, open up about certain things. You know, that's some of the best way to release stress is just open it up. I just do that through my musical expression for them. Right. And it helps them. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. So, you know, to all of you that are listening out there, you don't necessarily have to be a person that writes lyrics or plays a musical instrument to be able to have the stress that you may be feeling be expressed through a song or music that you may hear. Um, Christopher just explained to us that he has people that come to him and explain situations to him and whether they're asking him to write a song or they just want his ear to listen to uh, by him composing something for them and allowing them to play it and hear it. It actually helps them to benefit with the expression of their stress and release it as well. So even though they really didn't have anything with, with regards to the construction of the song by him doing this for them, it allows them to really still express themselves through the music, which helps to release or eliminate the stress that they may be having with regards to that particular situation. And that's really, really beautiful because what you're actually doing is you're doing something, you know, of course you, you like to do it, you write and you, you produce and you do that kind of stuff, but you're actually allowing others to benefit through your gift and your talent, which helps them in their life as well. And I think when you can 
when you find your purpose in life and you can do something that not only makes your heart sing, but uh, embraces the souls and makes other people's hearts sing and is positive and influential in a beneficial way for others, then I think that's just really a beautiful, beautiful thing. And that's really hard to find um, in today's society with young and old people. Uh, so that's, that's really a nice, nice, beautiful, beautiful thing uh, to say, Christopher. And so we're going to move into uh, a topic here, and it's still about the expression of music, but um, I want to go back into a little bit more of the background of music you listen to um, and the kind of music that you most utilize today to express yourself. So what type of forms of music did you listen to as a kid growing up? Um, as a kid, uh, definitely like a lot of jazz. Um, of course, a lot of hip hop. Um, with me, uh, I had a fascination for like poetry. So I would listen to like a lot of spoken word mm-hmm. also. Um, and then just of course, uh, you know, R&B, if you know, a little bit of classical when I was, you know, playing piano in the days. So, um, and what for even a little rock, little, a little rock as well. So what form do you, do you, what form do you like the most? Um, of, of the types of music that you've listened to growing up, what form do you like the most? Or do you like different forms for different reason or different moods? Uh, that are happening in, in in your life. Yeah, definitely. I love. I just love all genres of music. So I I really don't have a favorite because um I you know me I'm very open. I'm open minded. So I'm open to always new things, and I I, I always appreciate it before the feeling and the mood that it gets. Cause you know you, it's all about emotions. So I'm just trying to tap into that mood if I could use it. You know, for something that, you know, it's not all music relates to every mood. So if I could use this certain song and if it's in this certain genre for this mood and this helps me with my stress or whatever, it just gives me a certain feeling of happiness, then, you know, of course, I, I go for it. I'm not, definitely, I'm not in, no, I don't just listen to a specific genre. Like, I'm very open-minded. And I think a lot of people should really open their minds up to a lot of different music because they're just... They're they're not really they're not exploring you know you're not really exploring what benefits you and what you really like the most you just you know you're just following a lot of people just follow the trends of what's out there but there's there's so many different genres of beautiful music that just people miss out on just because they don't you know they don't go explore for themselves to find what works best for them right. Right. I, I I agree. I mean, when I was uh, growing up, I listened to, you know, my parents' music, of course, but um, a, list, a lot of different genre, genres of music. And I really liked jazz. And my dad, he was the more of the music type of guy in our family. So he had, back in the day, okay, if you can visualize. Back in the day, we had a record player, not a CD player, MP3 or iPod or whatever. We had a record player, and we actually had to put vinyl records, which were either 45s or what we would call a full album. So a 45 was a single, which was two sides, so each side had a single. And then the album would be like what you would call a full CD today. And so I would go and pull records or an album out from my dad's collection and play it. And it didn't matter what it was. It always seemed to be something that, you know, touched me at the moment. So I would pull out some jazz. I might have pulled out an album that was Grover Washington Jr. And, you know, here I'm this little kid and put it on and get to be bopping around a Grover Washington Jr. And, you know, there might have been some Miles Miles Davis that I pulled out, uh, some Ella Fitzgerald. Gerald, and then, you know, there may have been some Four Tops um, that I pulled out that's a totally different genre, but yet I would still be bebopping around the house and listening to that and make me happy. 
The Temptations, Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder. And then as I grew up, you know, my music came into play. And, and my dad was still very into mu the music, so he always had the latest stuff. So, you know, when I got to be a teenager, I might have pulled out some, you know, the jazz band or some Michael Jackson or um, some Mini Ripperton or something like that. But it was all different types of music that, you know, I really, really, really uh, learned to enjoy at a young age, but it wasn't until I got to college that I got into more of the classical type of music, um, such as, you know, stuff that they was associated in the Baroque period or, you know, Beethoven's fifth symphony and all the other symphony symphonies that Beethoven composed or, you know, Bach or Brahms or, you know, all of those classical music masters, uh, that, was completely different than what I had listened to, but was very entertaining and engaging to me because it was all the synchronicity of all the instruments coming together that no matter what I was doing, whether I was studying for an exam or especially a music exam or, you know, something like that, I could even learn, I, I even learned to like that music, appreciate it and would pop that you know, pop that or put that on while I was studying to help me through a, a stressful time that I might have been having. So all those types of genres of music um, helped me in addition to, um, you know, relax me, but helped me to release and, and express my stress, even though I didn't even know what that was happening. And and so I like to I like to think that music throughout the history has been reflective of what has been occurring in our society. But, you know, when we go back and look at music, say, from the Renaissance period, yeah. even the Roaring Twenties, um, you know, with the Roaring Twenties, you had the Prohibition and, you know, the the first Great Depression. And, and just think about the people in... I don't know if you've ever seen any uh, movies where they have show, you know, clips from the Roaring Twenties or heard the music, but they were like the most partying people, even though we were in such a dire, di distressed state in um, our society. You know, those people seem like they were just the partying as people. And the music, the music, I think, allowed them to express themselves in ways that they possibly couldn't have done um you know, healthy. Now, granted, you know, we had prohibition and we had a lot of the speakeasies and things of that nature, but um, what do you think about that? And what's your take on, on you know, periods of that have happened throughout our time life cycle where music, uh, certain a certain form of music has come to the forefront, say like in the Renaissance period, you know, a certain kind of music came to the forefront. In the Roaring Twenties, a certain kind of music came to the forefront. In the 50s, we had the bebop with the Elvis Presleys, and that certain kind of music came to the forefront. The 60s, we had the, you know, Marvin Gaye singing What's Going On and Stevie Wonder. And, you know, so what do you think about about that? I think, you know, it, it really just comes down. I feel like, you know, back in the 20s, as you guys, as you were saying, and the country was in a prohibition, but there was also a lot of partying music. I think, you know, it, it, it kind of, because it's a time, you know, if you're if you're depressed and you're stressed, you know, you don't, sometimes that might not be the antidote for you is to hear music where it's, you know, it's depressing also and stressing. You might want to have hear something that ups lift you. And I think that's where the popularity of these uh, musics come in the forefront because they offer, you know, it's a little bit of both. It's a little balance. Let's say, you know, in the 60s, as you have Marvin Gaye saying what's going on, you know, he, he's talking about what's going on in, you know, in, in society. But also it's not, it's not a, in a way in which, you know, it's just in a, in an enlightening way where it's not in a way where it's, uh, you know, trying to depress the mood. It's just, you know, kind of opening up people's minds. Same thing with like back in the twenties when they had the party music as a time that the country was going through the depression, you know, going through the time. It's, cause it's to uplift people, you know, uplift the spirit of people in society because, you know, you know, once somebody, once your spirit is broken, it's, it's kind of hard. You lose hope and you, you know, you always need to keep, keep a certain hope for life. And I think that's, that's one of the benefits and one of the great, you know, attributes that music has as a form of expression is that it, it gives people hope. You know, it is a, it is a for like the music that comes up in the forefront. It, it is, it's because it, it offers a light to people in a dark, in a time which is very dark.
Right. Oh, that's, oh my gosh, that's beautiful. Beautiful, beautifully stated, beautifully spoken. I actually am speechless and don't have anything to add to that, believe it or not. But um, I think that really is a message that people need to listen to and take to heart um, because it is really true and, and it's, a, it's eloquently put. Um, and I just hope that uh, those listening today understand what we're trying to do here by talking about music and expressing stress through music and, and the way of how it's so beneficial to many aspects, not of just our life and our health and well-being, but reflective to others as well um, with regards to how we relate to others as well. Now, I know um, that, you, you know, I know you're very familiar with the hip-hop genre and uh, the whole hip-hop movement. And I know that from the time you were a, a youngster uh, until now, the whole hip-hop, the whole, I want to say, evolution of hip-hop music has changed quite a bit. I mean, when hip-hop first came on the scene uh, back in my day, it was it was just called rap music. And you had Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five and Run DMC and some of those guys. And they were just rapping about whatever. It didn't make a whole lot of sense. They just put liberal lyrics together that rhymed and got a beat and bam, they were out there. Um, and then in the 90s came this genre of hip-hop music or rap music that actually turned more into a hip-hop tonification. And, you know, it was all about the gangster and the gangbanger and selling drugs and, you know, doing drive-by shootings. And, and it, you know, really originated from South Central L.A. That was, that truly was reflective of what was happening in that society. And that, that had came to the forefront. Um, it may or may not have a cause more, you know, violence to occur, but it was reflective of the society. Then you move into the late 90s and, or in the mid 90s, late 90s, and you have the, you know, East Coast rappers versus the West Coast rappers, and they had this funk going on between who was better, the East Coast rap and the West Coast rap. And then you also have the Southern boys down in the South, like Nelly and those guys from St. Louis that held a total different flavor to the hip hop music. So we had gangsters and gangsters, and then you had this total different Southern, you know, down home feeling um, uh, with the hip hop music coming forth. And so you moving forward till today, you know, it's completely different from all of that in the 90s, which was not that long ago. It's completely different. Yeah. How do you say that hip-hop, well, let me ask you this. Do you believe that hip-hop has been a positive influence on today's youth? Yeah, I think it has. And if you, why would you say you think it's been positive? I say it's been positive just because of the aim of hip hop. Um, I mean, as you were stating, how you know the you know South Central had that gangster sound, and you know the Southern sound of Nelly. But you know that all is uh, reflective of you know how different you know different part of different com how different each community of you know the United States is. You know, not every. Not all communities are the same, and they're not all, you know, the music is reflective of that community. So it, it offered a way for people to relate. Let's say if you're in, you know, you're in a maybe a, uh, you know, you're from the South, and you're, you, you you see you're going through things like, you know, the Hurricane Katrina situation and everything. It gives, you know, it gives it gives an outlook. I'm saying not necessarily that all at every time it's had, a you know, a positive influence, but I, I would say that, more than half of the time that hip hop has had a positive influence because it, you know it goes back to giving hope you know it gets like well you know a lot of people don't ever see nobody from their community successful or nobody that looks like them successful so it, it just to see somebody you know successful it, they they it, a lot of the times that a lot of hip hop artists have made you know something out of nothing so it just gives hope, you know, like, okay, if they could do it, I mean, from whatever situation that, you know, they, they rap about, you know, their songs are reflective of, it relates to, it can relate to somebody in a different community that's in the same community. Like, well, I want to, I want to make it out and be somebody, you know, that um, also can, you know, make something into, you know, something out of nothing. So, 
That's great. Now, now on the other spin of the question, do you think hip hop has been a negative influence on today's youth? And if so, why? If so, why? You know, if so or not, why? Why or why not? I mean, I would say it has also just because some of the songs, you know, they promote negativity. You know, they promote sometimes. They, you know, they some some artists. You know, they're not. You know, when you're, you, you know, you're out in the forefront, you, you know, you kind of have, you're not really used to, like, everybody listening to what you're saying and being influenced because, you know, you still have that idea that you, you know, you're not, you're not that big. So, you know, hip-hop has also had some negative influence because it, it has promoted violence, it has promoted, you know, selling of narcotics, it has, you know, promoted, like, some, some, some wrong actions and some wrong views, but... I mean, and that's that's all on the listener. Yes, the listener has to be, you know, socially socially responsible and understanding, you know, what they're listening to and how to, you know, better judge. Not really take everything into context because, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of hip hop is, is it is entertainment and a lot of artists that promote the negative the negative side. You know, right? They are not even personally themselves that negative. You know, artists. They're not even. That's just. It's just for entertainment. It's just like right. acting. So that's why people. Some people don't really understand. I can't grasp that concept. Hmm. Yeah. I. I. I totally get it. You know. Um. Sometimes what the artist might be talking about is not necessarily how they lived or what they feel. It is truly just a form of entertainment. But those that are listening to it are not always able to decipher that it's not reality for that person. Um. It's not real, and they're not able to decipher that. And sometimes they take it and, and try to act upon what's ever being said, and it, it may end up, be, you know, resulting in a very negative, a negative situation. So I'm glad that you know you do Tennessee uh, as a youth or not youth, but as a young person today. You know, our up and coming future in society, you do see more positive from it, the negative, and you are able to decipher that it is a form of entertainment, and um, but it has a lot of positive benefits on our society. I mean, true, you know, when you hear, um, you know, Jay-Z and Kanye West and those guys talking about, you know, how they're living and, you know, flying here and there on a private jet and, you know, and their Bentley and their Range Rovers and things of that nature. Um, for some people, that's like it makes them want to step up their game, so to speak, and strive to be better and strive to do something better that will benefit them as well as their, you know, family and their community. And then other people look at it like, well, I'll never be able to to do that, so I'm just going to try to live the best that I can with what I got. But yet, I can still strive to want that in my life, even though it may not become a reality for me. So um, I think that's really powerful, and I think. Um, I'd like to thank you for putting the positive aspect um, of more of an influence than the negative aspect. Do you think that, um, you know, dancing, and I know that you used to be a dancer. <laughs> Do you think that dancing to music um, can also be an expression of stress through music? I know when I dance, you know, when I shake a tail feather, you always feel good dancing. But do you think that is um, an expression of stress, you know, going back to your days when you danced? Oh, yes, of course, because, you know, dancing is more physical, more of a physical, you know, thing. So, therefore, like, it relieves some of your physical stress because, you know, you're you're getting up there, you're dancing, you're shaking, you're breathing hard. It's like working out, you know. You know, working out is a stress reliever. You're burning calories. Therefore, you know, you're, you're you're taking that mad energy or, you know, that negative energy and you're you're utilizing it for something you know, like dancing. You know, you're dancing away your stress as you know, the same thing as you're working out. You're working away your stress, you know, so definitely. Now, um, tell me, do you think, why do you think that, you know, we, we have this you know, very engaging and really uh, deep thought, deep thought-provoking conversation about the expression of music through stress. And we've covered, you know, territories from, you know, all different kind of music genre and, and how it's all beneficial to us and could be or could not be reflective of society or dictates to society um, or it utilizes an expression um, of stress through to, through society. Um, 
But why do you think that music, you know, when people think about relieving their stress, why do you think that music is not um, thought of as a way to relieve stress as quickly as other forms of stress release, you know? Um, The first one sometimes people tend to want to do is be violent um, or yell or be angry or irritable, you know, or run or exercise. But why do you think people don't think about utilizing music as quickly as these other forms to release stress? I feel like they don't think really about music. It's just because that, you know, when you're using music as a stress reliever, you have to, you know, you have to teach yourself some self-control. You know, you have to take that time to, you know, sit down, actually relax, and, you know, put yourself in an environment that is, you know, that can can help you actually calm down, where you can actually benefit from, you know, using music as a stress reliever. That's one of the things why I think people, you know, resort to violence because, you know, when you're going through something right there, like, it's all that built-up energy. If you don't have the self-control to, you know, to put that in a box and until you could actually, you know, sit down and take the time to actually, you know, release it in a way that's actually helpful and benefit where you'll benefit from. Right. So. Hmm. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess because music is usually always all around us, you know, when you get in your car, um, you know, most people have, your favorite radio station tuned in, or if you're listening to music on your your phone, it's just something that you do. But most people don't equate it with. It's a great way to naturally and holistically reduce your stress. Um, and listening to certain types of music can actually elevate the brainwave levels, uh, the levels of brainwave. Um, in your brain and take it to a higher level. So actually can help you to function better, uh, have more clarity, of course, naturally release um, those good endorphins that make you feel good um, and really, really, really help you tap into, you know, what's going on. And, And sometimes you are able to release, you know, you may hear a song that brings back memories of, you know, a situation, event, or loved one that's passed that you may have not thought about for a while. And if you're feeling stressed and you hear this particular song, well, that song might just take your mind off the thought of what stressed you out for the day or what's stressing you out for the moment and really trigger some other thought which might bring warmth and and feelings of love and compassion to your heart. So I... um, I, I really, really, really like listening to music a lot, and um, I know it's been really very helpful uh, to me, you know, um, in times of stress. And so if you have one tip that you really wanted to impress upon people today um, to do when looking to express or release their stress, what would you what would you say to them as far as uh, you know something musically musically inclined or in a music inclination to do what would you say to them if you had one tip say, to offer? i would say you know take take at least you know 15 minutes out of the day you know sit down in a room you know where you can really just relax and you know just really open your mind up to some something that you really you know you're not surrounded, some music that you're not currently, you know, constantly surrounded by, like when you, you know, listen to the radio, you know, go on, go on YouTube, look for some, some artists, look for some, you know, stuff that, you know, can actually calm you and help, you know, do with your stress and just, you know, relax and, you know, the comfort of your home or like the comfort of your car if you can, you know, just for 15 minutes and just, you know, try to just, you know, relieve yourself, you know, just, that's what I would say because that's something that I personally do and it helps me out, you know, to deal with the stress, you know, that comes with just, you know, day to day, just every day. So, Thank you. That's a great, great tip to, you know, and it's something that you can pretty much do anywhere and nowadays. You know, you can go in your car, sit for 15 minutes and just, you know, lay your head back on the seat and turn on the music and just really just, just let the vibration of the music flow through you. You can you know, do it at home, you can do it in your office, close your doors, you know, let your staff know you won't be uh, interrupted, don't interrupt for 15, 16, 17 minutes or so, or even if you can, you know, um, 
don't need to do that. That that's fine, but you can go in your office and, and put on some music, you know, and like you said, YouTube. There's so many avenues available to us today that we can have we have immediate access to all types of different genres of music. So if you normally listen to hip hop, um, why don't you listen to some jazz? If you normally listen to jazz, why don't you listen to some classical or rock? If you normally listen to rock, why don't you listen to some some jazz? If you normally listen to Whatever the case it may be, you know, country, listen to some rock or, you know, but listen to something different and just try to really absorb, you know, what's going on within the vibrations of the music and and allow that to uplift you and help you to release, you know, some of the negativity that you may be holding within yourself. Um, I think that that's really, really good. Now, before we go, before we close out the show, um, I want to talk to you because you, you've got a wide variety of you know, things that you've done. Um, we know about your music and, and how you do that. But also, um, you're also the co-owner and co-founder of a hip-hop clothing line called Mint Condition, which you started in college. And so I just want to touch a little bit on that. And we don't have very much time, but I want to touch a little bit on that because I think that's probably something very stressful to do when you're carrying a load of you know, um, classes to graduate and then you, you know, working on music and now you started a, you know, a clothing line, a company with, you know, a couple other people. Um, tell me how did, how were you able to fit that all in and remain as calm, cool and collected, um, as you have? Um, you know, basically I just, I set goals for myself and I plan everything out. So I know, like, I know how I get, I get overwhelmed, you know, any, everybody gets overwhelmed when you have a lot on your plate. So I, I like to say, you know, write out goals for myself that are not, you know, that I still have to reach and try to, you know, meet, but they're not easily and they're not like, you know, they're realistic at the same time. And I just go through a market out, you know, sit there like a planner for a day. I try to set time. I need like a block of time to do some music. I need a block of time to work on this. Okay, how much homework do I have? You know, do I have any tests I have to study for? You know, just, you know, and I try to fit that into a schedule where, I, where at least, like, I'm not just going through the day like, oh, okay, you know, it's toss-up. Like, I have a goal. I have a goal for the day that I need to do, and everything is planned out. That's how I person, personally, you know, dealt with the stress of everything. And, you know, of course, I, I listen, you know, the music was a way for me to help with the stress. And also just, you know, dealing with the, the company, even, like, the designing aspect, you know, just sitting down sometimes and just contemplating, like, when we were contemplating the name or just, you know, coming up with designs. It's like, you know, that was a way, that was very stressful. If, if you don't if you don't think too much about it, you got, you know, you can't lose the ultimate goal of what it is, like, you actually love doing it. You know, you, you got to remember that you love doing it or else, you know, you, you'll lose focus and it will stress you out to, to a point where you it'll, it'll be hard to control. Oh, I love that. Okay, and that's that's perfect. Listen, listen, everyone. It no matter what you do in life, as Christopher says, you have to love it. If you do not love what you're doing, it's going to stress you out. And as we know, stress causes a tremendous amount of illness and disease in our society. So, how many of you out there are doing something that you truly are just doing it, but you don't love it and it stresses you out? You've gotten a couple tips here today with regards to how to utilize music to help you express stress yourself, uh, stress through. And, and if you're caught in a situation where you're doing something that you don't love um, and it is stressing you out, it's a perfect opportunity for you to begin to take those daily 15-minute timeouts and just listen to some music. It will help you tremendously in more ways than I could ever, ever talk about on this show. It will help you to release stress, revitalize and rejuvenate your mind, bring clarity and peace to your heart, and help you to go on and have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. And so in closing out today's show, I'd like to uh, have Christopher tell people how they can find out more about him real quick. Um, do you have a website or uh, information that people can find out more about you? 
Yes, of course. You know, I have uh, from my fashion company, we have the Main Condition website, which is maincondition.com, and that's condition spelled with a K. Also, for my music, uh, we have uh, Chris Lawson, which is K H R Y S L A W S O N at Bank, and it'll be at bandcamp.com. Or you could just Google Chris Lawson, and you'll see all the sites, uh, you know, that are related to me pop up. So, so that's always a good uh, outlet to find my music or anything that I'm doing to stay updated. Great. Okay. So you heard that you have uh, mintcondition.com. Condition K. The K. Okay. Um, you also have Chris Lawson, um, and that's K H R Y S Lawson. You can Google him, and that's probably the easiest and fastest way to get access to him. You can follow him on Twitter. Uh, he is a up and coming young professional um, that we will hear lots of great things from. And so it is my pleasure to close out the show. And thank you for being a guest, Christopher. You were awesome. And I think you've had a message that will reach a lot of people, both young and old. Um, I am Rochelle Lawson, and this is the Blissful Living Show. And basically what I want to do is close out the show with a little music. from Christopher to help us have a much better day. Thank you for listening and go ahead, Christopher.